Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. Heavy on our minds and hearts, of course, are the two mass shootings that happened last weekend. I'm not going to address those on today's episode because I've already addressed school shootings in episode 13. Much of what I might add to the conversation today was said in that episode. Nevertheless, I just wanted to open today by at least mentioning the shootings and acknowledging that my heart truly breaks for the families who are affected and really for our entire nation. Moving on now to a much lighter subject, but nevertheless, one that is heavy on my mind is back to school. My kids start back to school next week, and much like our entire journey in education as a family, it seems like our kids are going to be going in every possible direction this school year. Starting next week, my um, kids at home, I have four daughters, three are at home. They will be going, um, participating either full-time or part-time in homeschool, public school, private school, and community college. So it's a lot. Back to school is on my mind. Every year, my husband, Mark, and I, have always evaluated our educational options, our kids' needs, where they're at, what our life and calling and capacity and community are like. And we've always said every year, every child by prayer and by faith, meaning that we never want to make blanket decisions for all of our kids or for all of time when it comes to education. We want to constantly be reevaluating our context, what our kids need, and just asking the Lord to show us what is the best way to educate our kids. And as a result of our family living on three different continents, I can truly say when it comes to education, we have done it all. So I want to share our journey with you on this episode and share with you some of the things that we have learned along the way. But also in this episode, I just want to remind myself, I want to renew my mind and help you do the same. um, Remember the word of God. Remember what it means to be a faithful parent as we begin a new academic school year. So before I go any further, let me just give you a really quick history of the Ashman family's um, educational choices over time. They've been in school now 11 years. Uh, starting our 12th year as in education as a family um, in next week, but we really have done it all. When my um, we had always planned a homeschool, let me just say that first. My husband and I were public schooled. Um, did I say public school? We've always wanted to public school. We were um, the products of public school, many public schoolers in our um, families. So that was a plan. But when our firstborn was five, we were living in Japan and our ministry was to Americans living in Japan. So while we lived a Japanese life, we were not fluent by any means in Japanese. And we did not feel ready to unleash our five-year-old to Japanese public school because it's pretty intense. Many, um, many situations at six days a week, many more hours a day than we're used to in America. And we just weren't ready to do that. So literally in July before the year that she would start homeschool, start public school, I Googled, how do you homeschool? Um, I had no idea how to go about it. But God in his kindness provided me with a homeschool curriculum. I had it shipped internationally to me. And we began our homeschooling journey that you know completely took me by surprise. By God's grace, we loved it. Um, she really enjoyed it. The, her younger sisters really enjoyed it. Of course, it's chaos in the home when you have multiple young children and you're trying to do homeschool. Everything is chaos, but um, God met us in it. We brought home our older adopted daughter from Thailand when she was 12. And so we pursued homeschooling with her as well. And then gradually over time, just our capacity as a family started to change. So we took advantage of a um, private school there in Japan um, for, for a little bit. And then we also took advantage of online schooling as we had to just tweak things and do what was best for each child. Then we transitioned to the United States, again, still taking advantage of online schooling. Then we moved to the Czech Republic. So in the Czech Republic, in most cases, it's illegal to homeschool your children. They want everybody in public school. So of course, we were 
ministering to the Czech people. We were in a Czech church, in a Czech community, um, learning the Czech language. So of course it was best for our kids to go to the local Czech public school. And so we plunked them down in that in kindergarten, second grade, and fourth grade. And that was just a huge leap of faith, as you can imagine. Um, the, the Czech Republic is considered the most atheist or one of the most atheist countries in the world. And our kids were going to a school in a language we didn't understand, um, in a culture we didn't yet understand. So I don't know. I, I can't say strongly enough that it was just a huge leap of faith for our family. And then in addition to that, another huge leap of faith was that we sent our oldest to boarding school that year. She went to a boarding school for missionary kids. And that is something I for sure never thought I would do. Not in my wildest imagination did I ever think a kid of mine would go to boarding school. But it ended up just being a tremendous provision of the Lord, a blessing to her, just a, a place of growth and healing and joy that we never anticipated happening. And so we're so thankful for that now, um, but that's not the, not something we saw coming. So now we've moved back to the U.S. again. We've been back here three and a half years, and our kids had never lived here before. So we have pursued homeschooling again. Um, we're also taking advantage of some resources in our public school. And like I said, next week we'll be going every which way with some public school, some private school, some community college, um, and some homeschool happening starting next week. So um, in just term, terms of renewing my mind to what's true and, and hopefully speaking to you, if you are in the midst of starting a new school year, maybe wrestling with how to educate your kids in the coming school year, I just want to help us all remember what is true. So the first thing, the first foundational truth that you and I have got to remember as parents who must educate their children is that we are all home educators at the end of the day. doesn't mean we're all going to homeschool, but you and I are called to be just the primary influencer, discipler, shepherd of our children. Deuteronomy chapter six says, um, the, the Lord says, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So in other words, the Lord is telling Israel, you are my people set apart. You are meant to be different. So I want you teaching your children about me, my ways, my character, my story, my com my commands all the time. When you're at home, when you're away, when you lie down, when you wake up, all the time be teaching them about me. And Jesus echoes these commands when he gave us the two greatest commandments. He said, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you are to love your neighbor as yourself. So these are our marching orders as parents. Our children are a gift, and we are called to shepherd them and steward them to be the primary influencers in their lives. We are called to shape our children spiritually. And the good news really here is that that is going to happen. No matter what you and I do, we will be the primary influencers of our kids. Whether they go away to private school or public school or they stay home for homeschool, it's really the culture of our home. It's really the ethos of our family that's going to shape our kids the most. We are going to leave the biggest imprint on our kids, not their teachers, not their youth pastors, not their friends. It's you and me, moms and dads, that are really going to shape our kids the most. We're called to it and it's the reality of life. It's what's going to happen. So we, um, 
we really want to embrace this responsibility, but also count it a joy to be the primary educators of our kids. So we can choose to teach our kids math and reading and geography and everything else in any number of ways. There's no right Christian way to school your kid. It's not, it's not the holiest and highest calling to send them to public school, or it's not only right to private school or only right to homeschool. We, the method is not really what matters. It's that you and I must dive in to being the biggest discipler of our kids. So here's even better news to match that. And that is that the gospel both frees us and equips us in this calling for us as parents. So you and I who are in Christ are saved by grace through faith. It's not our performance as parents or the performance of us as educators of our kids. You and I are free because of Christ. We don't have to earn anything. We don't have to earn our own salvation or our kids' salvation. God is sovereign and good and kind, and we are under His dominion, and so are our kids. We can trust our Almighty God in heaven to help us and to help our children. So the freedom that we have by being saved by grace through faith, the work that Jesus did on the cross on our behalf, we are already saved. We are already dearly and beloved children of God. So that gives us freedom. That gives us joy. That can propel us to just abide in the Lord and for him to abide in us as we pursue our children's education, whether it's public, homeschool, private, doesn't matter how. What matters is that you and I are walking with the Lord, the God who saved us and the God who loves our children more than even you and I do. We don't have to earn his approval by the way that we educate our kids. We don't have to conjure up our kids' performance. We don't have to conjure up their salvation. And you know what? We don't have to impress other people either. We don't have to worry about what the people at church think. We don't have to worry about what our neighbors might be whispering behind their front doors. We don't have to worry about doing the same exact thing as our good friends or the other people in our community. We don't have to be, you know, worry, fret about our reputation because of the educational choices we have made. You and I are whole whole and dearly loved and free in Christ. So we can pursue our kids' education in any fashion. So those are the two really most important truths that I want to share is that we are all called to be home educators of our children by Deuteronomy 6 and Jesus's words, but that the education um, that we choose for math and reading and history and geography, that can happen in a number of ways. But secondly, the gospel frees us to do that. The gospel equips us to do that from a place of rest and a place of joy. Our God is sovereign and good, and we can rest in that. So, But nonetheless, even with those two really important foundational truths that we constantly remind ourselves of, us of, um, nonetheless, the educational choice is a tough one. And my husband and I, honestly, we labor over it every year. And sometimes we labor, labor over it up until the last point. We've even enrolled our kids in school and then pulled them out and made a new choice like on the first day of school. It's something that we pray about and labor over um, every single spring and summer. But guess what? That is our prerogative as parents. We get to do that because our children belong to us. We are the stewards of their precious lives. And praise God, that is true as of now in the United States. We have the freedom to educate our kids in a number of ways. The state does not own our kids. Our kids don't belong to the government. The government doesn't get to decide. We as parents get to make these decisions. So I'm I'm grateful to the Lord that we have that choice. And let me just say here that even if you're wrestling with these choices, as as we do, you and I must acknowledge that there's a certain amount of wealth that allows you to have this decision to make. You have to have a certain socioeconomic
socioeconomic status. You have to be in a certain kind of community with a certain kind of resources available to you and have also have a certain level of education yourself. If you are weighing these things, let's just acknowledge that we are a minority across the globe and we are wealthy just to even be wrestling with these things. But um, at the end of the day, my point here is let's not be paralyzed by this decision. Let's not feel plagued that like whatever decision we make is going to either make or break our kids' lives, that we've got to choose the right preschool and the right kindergarten, the right high school, or our kids' lives are going to be totally wrecked, totally messed up. That's not true. Our God is sovereign. And guess what? He is in the business of redemption. He is in the business of resurrection. He brings light where there is dark. If you and I make a mistake, our God will redeem it. He is on his throne. We will not thwart his plans. And even if we sin, even if we fail, when we fail, when we fail our children, our God will not. We are in perfect, but he is perfect and we can rest in that. So as you're making the choice, maybe you're making the choice for this next year. Maybe you don't know yet what you're going to do this coming year. I just want to encourage you to make the decision based on each child, you know, each child's needs, the, the um, educational choices around you by prayer, by faith, each of your kids is unique. So decide for each child what is best based on the resources that are available to you. I also want to encourage you to consider your whole family. Don't make a blanket decision based on the needs or desires of one kid. But look at your whole family. What is the capacity of mom and dad? What's going on in each child's lives? And consider your calling. What what is the calling that God has placed on your life? And and is how does your um, kids' education play into that? And then also, of course, consider the restrictions that are present in your life. You know, is homeschool legal where you live? Um, if you live overseas, can you afford private school? Perhaps that's a restriction. Um, can you homeschool your kids? I I do firmly believe anyone can because there's such great curriculums out there and it's not so much about you know the education that you have as it is the resources and the things that you can be equipped with now to educate your kids but but maybe that's not what God has for you maybe he hasn't called you to that maybe it would actually go badly for you and your kids for you to homeschool them maybe it would not be good for your relationship to do that or maybe it would not be good for your relationship to send them to public school you have to look at your kids makeup and character where perhaps Perhaps you want to see them grow and be stretched where um, their siblings need to be grown and stretched. Maybe you have a child with special needs and those would be best met at home, or maybe they would be best met in the public school atmosphere. I don't know. Every kid, every family is unique. So each child, each year by prayer, by faith. We are not called or expected to be perfect parents. Thankfully, we are just called to prayerfully obey our God and to be faithful. Throughout the school year, you and I have to trust the Lord that He will grow the fruit. We will be faithful to sow seeds of truth into our kids' lives. Whatever educational method we choose lets you and I be faithful disciplers of our kids, but then let's rest and trust the Lord to be the one who will grow the fruit. So, um, after you have made, you know, made these decisions, you've measured your calling, your capacity, your circumstances, the school year is starting. I just wanted to share with you a couple more, you know, tidbits from my personal experience of various places of schooling. So when we had to jump off the high dive and do homeschooling, which I never saw coming, I was wrecked with fear. I was so fearful that I was going to wreck my kids because of my anger, my impatience, doing it wrong. I really had to call on the Lord and trust him that he 
would sanctify me, help me with my own sin, and um, minister to my kids in the midst of homeschooling. Now, of course, when we went to public school in the Czech Republic, I had to trust the Lord in a totally different way. I had to trust Him in the midst of a very atheist, secular, and even pretty sexualized culture with my young girls, that the Lord would go with them into their classrooms, that the Lord would go with them. You know, the, the Czech Republic is a very homogenous people, uh, people group. There are very few foreigners um, living in the Czech Republic and attending public schools. So my girls really stuck out. They, it was clear they did not know the language. It was clear they were not dressing like their peers, bringing the same snacks as their peers, you know, behaving the same way as their peers. They they really did look and act different from their peers. So I had to trust the Lord with classroom bullies, with um, my girls finding rest in the Lord in the midst of that. My youngest really struggled. She was really anxious about being left at school. And that was something my husband and I had to just count on the Lord to help us with um, day in and day out as we did that. So there are going to be ways, whether it's homeschool, private school, or public school, where you just have to lean on the Lord and ask Him to meet you and to meet your children in any scenario. We must trust that He will use us and that He will meet our kids where they are. So um, I guess I also just want to say, consider any restrictions that are around you, God's grace to you. So like if, if you are limited because of a child's special needs, or if you're limited by finances, or if you're limited by the local laws or the resources in your community, consider that God's grace to you. God has ordained the times and the places that we should live. So you are in your context and your family looks the way you do and you have the spouse you have and you have the kids you have and you have the schools around you that you have because that's what the Lord has intended. That is his grace to you. So ask him how to best steward your children through those the restricted resources that you have available to you. So let me give you an example of that. Like I said, we lived in the Czech Republic and our kids had to go to um, public school there. I'm not sure if I already said that um, homeschooling is not really legal in the Czech Republic. There are ways to get around it, but we did not feel called to that. We felt called to um, public schooling, even though it was a huge leap of faith. So um, we had to get really creative. So I endeavored to go on every single field trip that my kids' classes went on. So that meant blocking off my day, going down to their school, communicating really just like a child because my language was atrocious and it was so difficult. So um, communicating with the principal and the teachers, getting with the classroom on public transportation and going with them to the various field trips because I didn't feel like um, I didn't feel like they should be going on the field trips without me navigating not only their language and their schooling but now this field trip. So um, one of my daughters, her her second grade class had, for example, a swimming class every week and they would get on the bus and go to swimming class at a neighboring school. And there the changing rooms were just for everybody. So um, the girls were changing their clothes in front of the male swimming teachers and showering before and after swim class. So I knew that because I chose to go on field trips from the beginning. And then of course, when I saw that, I'm like, well, I'm going to be at every single swim class my kid ever goes to. But the point is, um, I sought with God's help how to be creative, how to how to help my kids navigate. So whereas the norm in that context was no parents really ever were in the school or went on field trips, but um, with God's help, I was able to do that for my kids so I could be with them in that. So I guess my point is 
be creative, be very aware of what's going on in your kids' lives, no matter what their educational choice is, um, and then be present, walk with them through the peaks and the valleys. Um, you know, clearly boarding school was another way we had to really um, be outside the box and and lean on the Lord and, and count on Him to meet our kid in that situation. And then, you know, back here in the U.S., um, we're, we're going to try it all next week. And I'm trusting that God will meet each of my girls in the various classrooms that they're going to. We're going to be going in multiple directions, and I'm going to I'm asking the Lord to help us maintain unity in our family and to have really um, important meals around the table each night and time in the word together as a family and fun family days together so that we can bring unity um, after we all head off into different directions. So um, I just want to close by encouraging you and me to not operate from a spirit of fear this coming school year. You and I serve the King of the world, Almighty God, who raises the dead to life. There is no reason for us to walk in fear. Our primary calling as parents is to shepherd and disciple our children. So as you and I are faithful to that, let's trust the Lord to be fruitful in that. Let's trust him to grow the fruit. He is kind and he loves your kids more than you do. He loves my kids more than I do. We, we just need to ask ourselves, how can we be faithful in each of these different educational methods? What is God calling us to? And then know that the Lord will be near. He will help us. So friends, let's enter this school year from rest. Let's rest as we trust God, trust our good God in what he has for us in the days ahead. We don't have to earn anything or prove anything. We only have to abide and trust that he will meet us and our kids. And that especially that he'll meet our kids in deeper ways, whatever it is that we choose, he will meet them in deeper ways than you and I ever could. So I want to wish you a happy back to school as you head out this coming year. Um, I, I wish the best for you and I know that the Lord will meet you in it. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thanks for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now.